Hello and welcome to Going 19, episode 17. Today we discuss part 6 of 11-22-63, The Green Card Man. This is also the final episode of 11-22-63. I am Ed, with me are Kirsten and Amber. Let's start the show. Eleven twenty-two sixty-three. What chapter are we on? Six. The final chapter. The final part. I can't believe that's chapter six. Right. Well, not chapter six. Part six. Oh, okay. It's like chap- it's definitely not chapter six. It's like it's chapter eight hundred or something. So. Jake is taken to the police station where they begin processing and interrogating him. Dr. Perry, no longer Kennedy's surgeon, looks at Jake's knee, thanks Jake and Sadie for being heroes, and moves on. Kennedy goes to Austin as planned originally, but he goes without Jackie this time. Jake is questioned by Hostie and Fritz, but turns to the tone of the interrogation to accuse them of negligence and a failure on their part. The interrogation is interrupted by a call from JFK. Hosty lets Jake go, tells him about the tap in his room. Uh, Jake goes to his room, calls Deke, who says he got the briefcase and everything, and they have a good cry. You know he's not a crying man. Uh, Hosty visits Jake in his room, Thinks Jake is lying, but can't prove it. Basically, what that whole conversation comes down to. So he gives him a thousand dollars and tells him to disappear. Jake writes a note that Hosty wanted. So it makes his way back to the rabbit hole via Boston, Pittsburgh, and Tamarack Motor Court. Um, when he wakes up the next day, he finds out that a tornado has destroyed Mercedes Street and an earthquake in LA killed 7,000 people. The rabbit hole, the green card man tells him he is the gym love. Uh, when he goes back to the future, everything is for the worse. Harry tells Jake that they're basically living in the aftermath of a nuclear Armageddon. Four Japanese islands are gone. George Amberson became the Kennedy conspiracy. And Jake then goes back to the rabbit hole into the past to reset everything. He talks to the ochre card man actually runs from the ochre card man and he decides that he's not going to try to fall in love with Sadie again because the consequences are just too much uh, so he goes back to the future looks Sadie up uh, and has I guess one more dance with Sadie at the end so what do you guys think first thoughts Especially when you summarize it like that, it just feels like a huge waste of time. The first time I read it, that was my impression. Like, he did all that for nothing. Like, oops, never mind. To <laughs> me, the most interesting part was the confrontation with the green card, ogre card man. Oh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about there. Um, <clears throat> that was the most interesting part of the whole lap portion of things um but i think he made the right decision in terms i really thought it was going to end with him going back to the rabbit hole going back for sadie and i was like oh you're so 
because he basically a couple of times says like well I would do it for like would I do all of this like sacrifice the world essentially to be with the love of my life and he's like well my answer is yes and I was like are you really gonna destroy the entire world including your future with Sadie we're actually we were talking about that like what good is it if you don't have the world to live in right yeah I was like really but then so I think he made the right decision in the end I think it just it's like a roundabout way to get there he finally saw the light for some reason yeah after all that he, he finally like decided that everything he did was a bad butterfly effect instead of picking and choosing which ones he was gonna listen to mm-hmm. <laughs> it was too risky to do anything he's like yeah bug it let me call her are you still alive she still got cut in the face though so johnny's still attacked even without you yeah. i kind of thought that was gonna happen too um so here's when harry talks to jake i got um the cannabis fruit is gone in the alternate future this the mill burned down, the green front was gutted, and it's now a hole. Uh, nuclear bombs fell everywhere. Vietnam never happened. There's no civil rights movement. Instead, we have race riots. Martin Luther King killed by an FBI agent. I was uh, wondering, like, how he could have predicted that also. But I saw in the, or the, his notes afterward, like, he worked with someone who, I guess, has studied this extensively, or is that their career and they're basically like able to help him make pretty educated guesses yeah they thought he said he talked to several people mm-hmm. about like worst case scenarios and by the way at the end of the afterward is where it says banger me I knew I read just oh. so the end of the book says Lovell and Sarasota I think and the end of the afterward says banger that makes sense um a dozen cities burned George Wallace was elected uh, I looked him up he was an Alabama four-term uh, governor, and he was a segregationist. So that could only end badly. <laughs> the earthquake started. And that's one of the things Harry tells him, I think. The, earth, the earthquakes are just something that we live with now. They happen all the time. Yep. And the weird wet ripping in the air thing. Yeah. I think the whole, like, for lack of a better way to describe it, the whole leprosy thing was kind of weird. I mean, I guess it was a result of the no, nuclear radiation. Yeah. But that's like, I, that was, I think. But like, Harry didn't have any of that. It was so it was only some people that I guess suffered from it. It's just weird. Uh, I, uh maybe proximity. I, I don't know. Maybe the more you're outside, the worse it gets. Yeah. So those were like wandering kids, so they're probably like roaming the streets. Yeah. I feel like Harry probably wasn't outside very often. There are also kids that were born in radiation. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. true too. And it's just the one old lady had thoughts <clears throat> too. She might have. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, let's see. George Wallace nuked Hanoi. So instead of Vietnam, we just blew it up. <laughs> he was assassinated. Right? Humphrey was elected. India and Pakistan went to nuclear war. Paul McCartney was blinded. I was upset to hear that. I don't know why he called him out. Uh, Al-Qaeda forms in the Mideast. Russia collapsed, which sounded very ominous, but he didn't really say much other than that. Uh, and so all their nukes went on the black market. 
Bill died at the convention, so Hillary was elected president. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, She's doing an okay job. <laughs> right. He wouldn't commit you away on that one. Um, so. She can't do anything about the earthquakes, so I guess she's doing all right. <laughs> the one thing he does say, uh, one of the last things I said, the last thing I wrote down, Kennedy died in 1983. So you're telling me all this was for 18 more years. 20 more years. Wait, 63. Yeah. So all this was for 20 more years. So Kennedy was still only like 64 when he died. But I think for the time, that was kind of. That damn long ago. It wasn't that long ago, yeah. <laughs> My grandfather's 96. Although he's more of an exception, I guess, to the rule. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like. I would say we definitely live longer now. I don't know. 64 is. Uh, I like. I hope that's not the life thing. No, we definitely. Back in the 60s, they thought uh, trans fat was good for you. They're telling everybody to eat all the butter they could. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, that was my first impression. Wait, this whole book is over 18 more years for Kennedy. Well, Ooh, I mean, that. that's kind of what I've, I guess, all of us, but especially I know that I've been thinking this the whole time is like, you again, it's like, what do they say? The devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Like, you don't know what you're changing, you don't know what good you could be saving or causing. Like, it's just why it doesn't know. <laughs> the good news is. Like he, like he did, if it doesn't work, well, just go right back through real quick. Yeah. The only one that will be pissed off about that will be the multicolored man. Multicolored card man. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't know that until the very end after that. So. He could have just as easily, like, walked through, kill Oswald, walked back, and like, well, that was a disaster. Let's not do that again. <laughs> and had to wait for Oswald or fly to Russia. Yeah, but he could have killed him a lot sooner than he did. Well, he waited you know, for years after he got back. What's his name? Akiva Roth had other ideas. Yeah, and he could have saved himself from all of that. Too. The past is obdurate. You know, the past is obdurate because he was the virus. He's the gymnast, so mm-hmm. it was him the past was protecting against, which is, really, I don't know, I guess I kind of knew that the whole time. I never really thought about it until he said it. I mean, Amber kind of sums that part up pretty well even before we really knew that this Jim Law is mm-hmm. kind of a monster and it ends up in the end, he's the monster. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what I said. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And there definitely was foreshadowing from the dream that he even references it. Like, oh yeah, the little girl's dream was right. I'm the monster. Oh, uh, yeah. Because yeah, he said there's a Jim Law in the back seat, right? Something like that. So, yeah, and I found it interesting that he, he ran from the gym and then, like, he basically, not the gym from the ochre card man. And, like, the guy stopped basically, like, at the edge of his range. So he has a definite, like, hard yeah. boundary that he can't go past. <laughs> so, like, where does he come from? Who does he work for? And Tom. why is there a boundary in the first place? Like, and where's yeah. the boundary? Where's the radius? So he's almost like wow. on loan. Like he can't go. I guess he's not allowed to go very far because, you know, he'll change. Like the rabbit hole? So what happens if the yellow card man changes something? Does he then create his own new string that he has to manage? Yeah, that's, yeah no wonder he's not Well, and that's why he does the same thing every time. Who? 
Yeah. Remember with Al especially. Like or at least a similar thing every time. He doesn't want to change anything. With Al he did, but Jake it was He started getting pissed. He's like, You're not supposed to be here. Yeah, it was different every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had fifty runs with Al and then it's all things like, Oh no, no, no. He's like, this is getting really out of hand now. Yeah. So what, he just went crazy with all the time strength? Is that what happened? That's, yeah. So what happens when the guy, I think I was one of my questions, manages the strings, kills himself? Nobody's, that means nobody's managing anything. Yeah, I was wondering that too. Or does, are they replaced by a new person? Like, was he replaced by Zach? Yeah, uh, yeah, and we agreed that that was the dumbest. I didn't want the yellow card man to have a name, and I didn't like his name when I did play. Yeah, it was weird. Zach Lang. No, that was the green card man. The other guy's name was Kyle. Whatever. I thought it was even weirder. You're right. Yellow card man was Kyle, right? Yellow card man was Kyle. Green ochre card man was Zach Lang. So they're definitely different people. That's what I'm saying. My understanding was that when the yellow card man Kyle when he killed himself he was replaced by the green card man and then as he was talking to Jake it's that's why it started changing color because Jake was screwing with the timelines again okay because when he goes back through and then he comes back again that's when it starts turning ochre and remember he says like it the Hard turns the darker the more you have strings you have to follow the more you have to keep straight the more strings the darker the card yeah mm-hmm. so my understanding was that they get replaced the ochre was was green, uh yellowish brown right yeah it's between yeah, yeah yeah now it wasn't green at all that's what i thought i thought it was greenish yellow but we looked up ochre and it was yellowish brown does it stay green and yellow in there? Mm-hmm. We looked at we, we looked up uh, what color that was. Didn't mention green at all. So it was going from yellow to gra- brown, which told me everything was going to shit. Definitely was. I like how he said um, he got stayed his blood on his shirt, so he wanted to take it off, and then he never wanted to take it off again at the same time. <laughs> that's uh Michelle has a story like that she's the license plate she has from her mom who's now been 12 13 years she refuses to ever get a new license plate she doesn't she doesn't want another one I told her to take it off frame it and put it on the wall but she didn't want nothing to do with that oh yeah it's, it's that weird back of uh, duality I can relate to. I wrote down nervous laughter on 752, and now I have to look and see why I wrote that. It's kind of funny that as the card changes, their whole appearance changes too. Well, I think it's it's all connected, so it's like their sanity. So, like, because the more strings there are, the more things you have to keep together, and then, like, I guess it causes pain too, is what it seems like. Mm hmm. And so that's what I'm saying. It's kind of interesting how the breakdown isn't just the card, it's like visible, yeah, through their whole appearance. Hey, uh, 759 says no, but a Coca Cola would be very nice. Is that a typo, or is that like what they called it back then? 
I thought that's what they called it. Because it's not, if you read it fast, you just see Coca-Cola, but that's not actually what it says. I have no idea. Yeah. You know me, I'll, I'll see your type. <laughs> I just assumed that that's what they called it back then. Um, oh, let me put these two a road. Nervous laughter. Um, okay, I don't know why I wrote that. So. I think it's my point was it's, I don't know, it's something <laughs> uh, I see a lot of people do when they're, when they're nervous they laugh at the end. Seven fifty four is when oh it questions it right in the book. Did the obdurate past work against things changed as well as the change agent? Exactly sure what that means. So the change agent would be Jake. Mm-hmm. So if he changed, well, look, Oswald didn't kill Kennedy. So does it work against? How would it work against that? Really understand that. Amber, I like your bird soundtrack. Oh, can you hear that? Totally. Oh, we're leaving that in there. <laughs> Um, I think it's just saying that, like, even if you make changes, the past is going to make changes right back to undo those changes. Yeah, and I mean, the past isn't nice about it, man. <laughs> that last run when they're trying to get to Oswald, and it just kept throwing shit out. It. it was like Final Destination episode. <laughs> like, on speed. Jacked up. Um, Maybe that should have been a clue. <laughs> right? Something really doesn't want me to do this. Maybe I shouldn't do it. It says about the ochre color. Around the corner, leaning against it, was the green card man. Only Zach Lang's card was no longer green. It had turned a muddy ochre shade halfway between green and yellow. Right, but we actually I, looked up the word, and that's not the definition of ochre. Yeah, so that might be the way he took it, but that, he's wrong. What does he mean? It does say muddy ochre shade, though. Maybe it's green, yellow, and brown. That's why I took it the way that I did, that it was going from the green that doesn't to make the sense. yellow. That was the way I took it originally. Yeah, oh, it, it was like in transition. Right. Shit was getting bad. Not mm-hmm. not horrible, but it was starting. Mm-hmm. Once we go from yellow to orange to black, then we're, then we're in trouble. You have to close. How does it, it, he tells him he has to close the circle. How, what does that, what does he want him, how does he close the circle? Walk. By going back to 2011 without making any other changes. <laughs> That's why he's had, because, you know, at first, he's all like, you shouldn't be here. Get the fuck out. Now he's like, hey, good to see you, buddy. Come on in. Like, I guess now he wants him here to close the circle or original. Also a different person. But when did he kill himself? When he came through the second time? Third time? Third time. Mm -hmm. When he came through for safety. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
No, no. when he came through for Oswald. Yeah, when he came through. No, I'm the sorry. Whole five I, I years. mean, yeah. That's what I meant when I said faith. Not the, I didn't mean it. Yeah. <laughs> when he came there to live after Harry is when he killed himself. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um. Yeah, I mean, especially, uh, especially because they can't. He even says they can't do anything except for watch and try to warn. So after, after he tried to warn and he can already see what's happening, like he's like, I can't take this anymore. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because okay. he explained so much of it to him, too. Like, the gravity. Well, no, I meant Yellow Card Man. Oh, oh. Kyle. Yeah, he can't do anything about it, but he can just watch it all go to shit. That sounds horrible, actually. Mm-hmm. That's why he started drinking. And that's why he I killed mean, himself. Yeah, about to know. <laughs> Why did he tell him the 38 was his? There's a bunch of stuff he said in that interview, and I was like, why did you say that so much? Just making yourself more suspicious. Doesn't it? I mean, I don't know if they have, do they have gun print or gun residue and fingerprints and stuff like that? Well, fingerprints, yes. Ballistics and stuff, I'm not sure. Uh, I like, would have to guess maybe not, and maybe a little early for that. But... They would have registration for the gun, though, if you know that it was Maybe. I don't remember what my problem was. Sometimes I don't write the whole question down. I just go, his gun, why well, tell him about 38, 755? Like, when I see it, I'll remember, of course. Um, I can see. So, ever popular conspiracy here. No home should be without it. Oh, I remember how we wanted him to close the circle. He wanted him to go back to 2011, come back through, and then go back to 2011 again to reset everything. Yeah, and then and then leave it go because they were going to be taking the trailer away. And he said, once they take the trailer away, it'll basically the bubble will pop and the rabbit hole won't be there anymore so no one else can go through and screw stuff up. Mm -hmm. That's what he was talking about when he said close the circle. I forgot about the part where it gets rid of the rabbit hole. I guess he just doesn't know. Like what, where did, I hate that rabbit hole. Where did it come from? And if if they can get rid of it that easy just by what, moving the trailer? Why is it going to close? That's what I was going to say. How does he know that? He described <laughs> them as bubbles. And he said that they're like fizzes coming up from time. And they're like, I guess what Ed was saying before, they're really delicate. So they have the ability to like pop. If you... But it doesn't seem like it should be tethered to the physical world. Because it's like, once they take away the diner, then it will pop. And it's like, but Why? It's not physically there. <laughs> they weren't even... Uh, the diner was closing down, but the building wasn't leaving, was it? The building was still going to be there, wasn't it? Uh, I thought he oh, said no, they, they were, were going to... they were going to put a mall or something. Yeah. The building was a trailer. It was like a movable trailer. So, because Al died, 
they were gonna and his lease was up they were gonna move the like disrupt the whole trailer and build something else in its place but again that doesn't make sense to me why it why the bubble is fragile in that way it seems very arbitrary i guess the bubble is a good analogy because it you know floats for a little bit and then then disappears So but it shouldn't be related to construction going on on top of it. I know a real bubble would, but if that were the case, if it had the same rules as a real bubble, it really would have popped a long time ago. Anyone, anytime anyone stepped through it. <laughs> what happens if it pops? I guess you're fucked when you're in the past. Oh. I, you're yeah, the past. I would say you're screwed. Well, there have been missing persons before. <laughs> right. We are going to Derry in a minute. <laughs> um... Deet got briefcase, so whatever the hell they were supposed to do, they did. I guess they were supposed to call Deet when they got the... Yeah, give him the stuff in the car. I don't think he ever actually told us what was in the note, did he? he uh, I, I imagine it. it just said, make sure you, like, this stuff, I don't know. You get this stuff to Deke Simmons and it's very valuable or something like that, I don't know. I wouldn't say right. that, but... <laughs> in both versions of time... When he goes and reads about Sadie's attack after he resets everything back to normal, it mentions again that Deke overpowered Clayton. I'm like, come on. Like, yeah. In every version of reality, this old man's beating this guy up. And yeah, I'm not I saw that too, and I was like, I wonder what really happened, because obviously what happened when Jake was there was not what was reported. So I'm wondering what really happened, because... When he wasn't there, it was Ellen and Steve. Yeah, yeah, Ellen was still there, and it was different too. That's what so. it. That's what I'm saying. That's what was reported. But what was reported when Jake was involved was that Jake wasn't even there. So. No, I did say that. Wait. Yeah, because I remember writing down why you even say Jake was there. Wait. Oh, yeah, you might be right. But it did say that Deke overpowered. Yeah. Jake, oh, it was like George showed up after Deke overpowered him or something. They said like that. Yeah, some, yeah, you're right. But my point is that the way they reported it the first time was not actually what happened. So my thought process was what they reported the second time probably wasn't what actually happened either. So I would, I would, I think that's a good. Yes, I am curious, like, what happened. Because <laughs> that was how this whole thing started. Is it, I don't think Deke is the one that overpowered him. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, well, who would it have been? Man, Mike and uh, Mike Coleslaw saying hi? <laughs> well, he wouldn't even have been doing that without Jake, though, because he would have just been a football player. Um. Uh, I did see that a tornado, or maybe Stephen King wrote that in the afterword. A tornado actually did burn, uh, destroy Oswald's house on Mercedes Street. <laughs> so he didn't make that part up. Um, what? Seven and nine, yeah, I wrote I'm not ready for that. So, right? I think it's funny that he thinks his name is actually Jim Law. I was the Jim Law. Jim La over here. Jim La, he's like, my name's not Jim La, it's Jake. Right. <laughs> Why do you keep calling me? He's like, oh, oh okay, hi, Jake. Jake, Jim La, Epi, Epi, call him JJ. Um, 
So his plan originally is to go back to the rabbit hole, go meet Sadie, go fall in love with her again, and live happily ever after. I just say bullshit. There's no way in hell that could ever happen. Yeah, I agree. It would, and it would feel, I guess, <laughs> there's nothing in real life to compare it to, but, but trying to maybe like 50 first dates. Right. I think you, I think you said that, Amber, didn't you? Last yeah. The, <clears throat> well, actually, <laughs> there's a scene or a season in Vampire Diaries where something like that happens. Like the two main characters fall in love, and the one, he gets all of his memories wiped, or she gets all of her memories wiped completely. And so, like, he's still in love with her, but he, she has no idea who he is. And so he's, like, trying to make them fall in love again without making it, like, because he knows how he feels, but she doesn't know anything. So it's, like, how do you do that without manipulating the situation? Well, that's what I said in one of the previous parts that I was, like, I feel like his plan to go back and reset stuff isn't going to work because he's going to be in love with her but she's going to have no idea about what happened before like the dynamic's not going to be the same right and i feel like he's just going to come off desperate i agree which is a turn on for most women because it's like oh why are you like yeah who's the place she's going to have the same reaction i don't know it's such a unique set of circumstances to make that happen trying to duplicate it just seems phony first of all and just fraught with peril right my new word fraught or peril (laughs) fraught I think fraught I just like to breathe in general fraught with peril I don't think I've ever used that word in any other context (laughs) if it's fraught it's gotta be peril Um, with happiness Right? That doesn't just... Look, I wrote down, Jake sees signs everywhere, but maybe he should think more of the signs of omens instead of signs. Oh, yeah. What we were it? talking about that when I was when we were reading it. Yeah. We did a lot of reading on the doc. Yeah, he says, there are a few. Think of a glass of ginger ale that's been left out and forgotten. After two or three days, almost all the carbonation is gone, but there are still a few bubbles left. No, I was reading that part when you were talking about it. It doesn't, Mm -hmm. still doesn't make sense to me though. Sorry, not to cut you off, but I know what you're talking about. I was just there. What if Jake got to the tamarack, took his nap, woke up, and then... What if it was all dream? Well, he... That'd be a wild thing. He went through that with the... uh, the memory loss. Like, what if I was just a managing that I was yeah. in the future? Uh, like, what if Kennedy was dead when he woke up? Died in a car accident. Three days later. Uh, <laughs> that, that's, I mean, that's what Final Destination would have done. Does it make a difference? Because either way, what happened wasn't good. Yeah, well, what do you do at that point? You, you reset fun? it. <laughs> yeah. And that's what he had to do anyway. That's my point. Does it matter if he dies three days later or never or uh, 18 years later? No. <laughs> it, it, well, a little bit. It I mean... Why? The outcome was the same. Yeah, but he would have affected many other lives in 18 years than he would have in two or three years. 
Yeah, and made it a lot worse, yeah, apparently. <laughs> On that string, I, I don't know. Maybe still the tune. That guy's got a lot of strings in his hand. I love how they're like human. That's mine from Seattle originally. Yeah. Like, what? I You're like that. a regular person. How did you get selected I, for this job? I, well, yeah, and, yeah, and who's the boss? Yeah, I want. I uh, hate that he introduces all this information without explaining it more. Like, I, yeah, that's what he thought of at the time. I, yeah. What I, if Jake would have been like, I'd like to speak with your manager. I need a. <laughs> <laughs> I need a book on the yellow card, man. And it's yeah, so please. Oh my gosh, that would be so interesting no? if he did a spinoff, like. Yeah. Following the yellow card for Kyle and Zach and like what their lives were and how they got selected. Stephen King, if you're listening to this, right. please write a <laughs> about the yellow card men and the green card men and the bureau that they work for. The strange mm-hmm. and confusing tale of Zach and Kyle Lang. Well, I heard you oh, your idea. How do you like running out? Because he would have said, well, it's my brother. In my string, they're brothers. In, in my string. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you guys know about six nineteen ninety nine? I. Oh yeah, yeah. I said that to you. Uh, did you? Okay. Sorry. Well, that it was. Oh yeah, we looked. We talked about that. You yeah, you were like, was that the date? And I was like, yeah. Six nineteen ninety nine. Uh, in the book is when um the the Japanese maybe reactor melted down. The Vermont. Vermont. Oh yeah, the free something in Vermont. Uh, when they joined Canada. So, yeah, I, I thought that was funny. Maine joined. Yeah. Canada. So like we, he's like we voted on it and we joined Canada. Like wait, what? <laughs> like, we just defeated. It's fine. You know, uh, having recently returned as a former Maine vacation. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't think they care what country they're in. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't really agree. affect them one way or the other. It's like, oh, okay. And it's I'm still going to be Maine. The United States just be like, oh, Maine's part of Canada now. Yeah, okay. Right. right. Texas, <laughs> Texas is probably its own country, too, at this point. Yeah, like, well, they're said, whatever. Like, yeah. like, the whole world's going to shit anyways. Who cares? Like, we voted, <laughs> eh? And we're like, Canada now. Yeah, oh. that. He said, Clinton said, good riddance. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, did he? I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. Damn, tell me how you really feel. Uh, at six nineteen ninety nine in real life is the day Stephen King got hit by the van. What van? Uh, he was in a horrible car accident. Like oh. almost they, quit they writing. Almost died, much less quit writing. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> like he almost quit writing. I was like, well, he did almost die. So he actually did quit writing. Yeah, he said he was done. A big thing on time. But then he, thankfully, had nothing else to do, so he kept writing. Probably couldn't quiet the voice in his head. Yeah, yeah. Just just because you're hurt doesn't mean that shut up. As a matter of fact, it was when. Um, he was in the hospital. I think he was in a coma or just recovering. And Tabby was going through all his stuff in the, his library in the house. He was like, oh, my God, one day she's going to have to do this. And I'm actually going to be dead. What, what's that going to be like? Then he said, well, what if there was a crazy fan who wanted all the stuff that I didn't publish and was stalking her? And then he wrote Lizzie's story. Yeah. So the accident produced a book all by itself just... Yeah, that's the way his mind works. 
Um, so yeah, six nineteen, and I think that's why we have both nineteen and ninety nine, Amber. Yeah. I think that's, nothing happens by coincidence. Right. Well, that's so when you, it started showing up. I think also. Yeah. That's why I was gonna ask. Like, well, when he, did that? Yeah, definitely after because he wrote it then now it might be in some of the earlier ones on the rewrites but you know five six and seven is when things started really <laughs> going 19. uh so but i think when he rewrote he like retroactively worked some of them in yeah um, hanoi is bombed the same day as nagasaki i guess that's symmetry synchronicity was the word he used Harmonizing. No, but you're causing a watery ripping sound. Yeah, that would terrify me. That seems like one of them. Yeah. Them proverbial uh, holes in the fabric of existence type situations. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that's what ended up stopping him in the end from doing the whole Sadie thing. That and the constant unexplained earthquakes. Yeah. That are just a part of life now. It's kind of question. Yeah. So uh, you're never ever going to feel safe under any circumstance? But at the same time, like, what are you going to do? It could end any day. So just live your life. (laughs) What are you going to (laughs) do? Um. What does the condition of the green card man mean? It means Jake's fucking shit up by going back, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, wrote, I feel like that's a common theme. Jake's just fucking everything up. <laughs> I wrote, uh, maybe the harmonies are the real danger. <laughs> because if the past is harmonizing, cause the problems making those harmonies. The strings are getting crossed is what that means. Yeah, there's all kinds of ways to go there. We could, like, it's a time travel book, but it really didn't have much to do with time travel. <laughs> they just, every yeah, five or six years, he went through the rabbit hole and blah, blah, blah. I am right, actually. It doesn't I, really... I, need, I need some science fiction <laughs> fantasy time travel thing going on. Uh, well, yeah. I think the reason why the ochre card man deteriorates so much too is because things are not even though jake's back in the present they're not reset again until he goes back to the past and back so that from when he first meets him as the green card man to when he comes back he even says it was two minutes or an hour for me but who knows how long it was for him while he's trying to keep the uh, even worse world together that was interesting to me too so his time is not uh, rabbit hole time. Well, he even asks when he says he's not. originally from Seattle. He's like Seattle when, like. Uh, yeah. He doesn't. When are you from? Like, are Seattle twenty eleven? Seattle twenty fifty or? They ask all these questions. You're like, oh, I want to know the answer to that, and then the character doesn't actually answer it. They just kind mm-hmm. of deflect it, and he moves on. Like, wait, wait, wait. Right. Yeah, like, wait a minute, get back there. I want to know the answer to that. That's what I meant. Like Stephen King doesn't really do that a whole lot, or he like introduces something interesting and then doesn't explain it, unless it's like the dome or it's like the point or whatever. But so it's I didn't like that. I'm like, don't ask these questions for us and then not answer them. <laughs> he does that all the time. Not with main characters though like I know that there are a lot of unknowns but it's like not to the point where 
I don't know. Like, what do you what do you mean when you say he does it all the time? Doesn't answer the question. I know. Are you thinking of an example? Um. I don't mean that there are unanswered questions. I mean specifically, there's a pretty important main character that does some pretty weird shit stuff. Sorry, and then just doesn't explain it, but also conveys that you should be interested in it by asking the questions and then moves past it. Like I can't think of a lot of times where he does that for a character. Um. For a plot point or a setting or something that happens to them, sure. You're not gonna know where that comes from or why it's happening. Uh, maybe. I, I don't, I don't, I don't wanna, uh, I am sure there's examples, but I couldn't tell you one right now, so. I'll, yeah. I'll let you know when I uh, come across it. Uh, just characters not uh, explaining what's happening. You're saying out of the other books. Yeah. Right. Amber says it's usually setting, like it's usually it's not just straight up people ignoring questions. Uh, something like that. Yeah, basically. Like, I'm not going to say always, but most of the time when there are unknowns in Stephen King's stories, it's like, it's because they don't know themselves or uh, like, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't get these, oh, like, who are you and where did you come from and why do you do this? And then he'll tell you, oh, I'm from Seattle, but then not explain anything more like that. Maybe yeah. he can't say it. That's what I was thinking when I was reading it. Like, well, to, maybe that's part of the organization. Like, they're not allowed. The other yeah, thing to... is, he probably didn't really care at that moment. He's like, we got to get back to saving the universe. <laughs> <laughs> True. He's like, there's more important things than when I'm from. <laughs> there's some neat stuff in the afterward, too, actually. Like, he said, we were talking about this. It's true that Lee hated and resented his middle-class burgers who had turned their back on Mother Russia. So all those expats were not, they weren't, they were Russian, but they weren't supporting Russia anymore. <laughs> Which I think we well, that's why about. they're in America. <laughs> right? Well, you know, capitalism's great if you have money. Uh, right. Silent Mike was a real person who donated his name. Silent Mike Mc McEckford. Yeah, I like that. He said, hey, can I use your name? And he said, hell yeah, you're Stephen King. I was going to say, who wouldn't say that? Right. You can, yeah, can you make me the main character? Mm-hmm. They're all um, main characters. No, I was just telling Michelle about that. We went to the main, we didn't go to the main Hannafords. They were like, hey, they're all main Hannafords. <laughs> we didn't go to the primary supermarket, but we did go to the main supermarket because we were in the main Oh my gosh. I guess you had to be there. He doesn't get it. That's the main thing. He thinks it's a dad joke. <laughs> um, all right. We might just call this one an hour and move on. That's it. Uh, yeah. I mean, my. You reading that? Officially, yes. I bought the books. You're reading it. No, he had mentioned reading a different book. I, the, um,. Uh, Billy Summers, the new book's coming out. Yeah. I didn't know. Um, I don't know. May, I, I kind of want to get it out of the way so you can catch up at least a little bit. Maybe we'll circle back. To that. I'm going to probably read that on the side and see what I think of it. No. You can't read every book before we read it. 
Why does it matter? Because um, then he knows, like, he knows all of the paper you, droppings and such. So the conversation, I feel like, is different. It gives you three different perspectives. Mm. Uh, there are also things he forgets all the time, so. Right. <laughs> yeah, especially when I'm around Heather, my God. <laughs> um, that's a conversation for something that's not being recorded. Uh, yeah. That's the main way of life. Main life. Hashtag. <laughs> they don't have hashtag to me. Um, Alright, so I got some... So what do you guys think of the book? What's your overall... Well, you know how I feel. <laughs> but I'll say it again for the podcast. Uh, just, It's a good story. It's a good read. Um, having read other Stephen King things, it's just not my favorite King book. I will say also I could be biased because I'm not a big history fan, and especially not when it comes to JFK. So this whole time I've just kind of been like, who cares? Why is he doing this? Like, not like who cares about the book, but you know, about JFK. I just feel like it's a waste of time. And in the end, it ended up being a waste of time. So I kind of feel like I'm like, at least I was right, Stephen King. <laughs> but... right. I, I just wasted all this time reading the stupid book and <laughs> nothing happened, technically. Oh, um, so, but it's definitely a good read. Like, it's not a bad book at all. I think it's definitely off the beaten path for him. Uh, but then again, it is because he goes right into his small town comfort zone. Uh, and, you know, he makes up a whole little small town and has him doing stuff for four years. But it, it's, again, you know. Sorry, yeah. it's the small town. Like, I don't know if it's because Jake is so misplaced. Like, he's like got split personalities almost the whole time, and he's from two different time zones. But I just, it doesn't feel the same as the other small town stuff that Stephen King has written. Like, I just don't buy it as much. I didn't buy into the love story. Like, I didn't really care as much. Just, I don't know. I wasn't as impressed. <laughs> I'm very interested to read it because <clears throat> while I liked the book, I think, so I think it's twofold for me. I think it, I agree with Amber. It was a decent story. Um, I, unlike Amber, actually really like uh, historical fiction. Um, I really enjoy historical fiction. I'm not huge on American history. I like ancient history more, but I do. Do you watch ancient history? I don't. (laughs) Um, History. (laughs) <laughs> not science fiction history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, history, not her story. Um, but anyway, so I, I really do like historical fiction, so I feel like this is probably more up my alley than Amber's. Um, I, I did enjoy it cover to cover. Like, I would definitely have read it on my own. Um, I will... Well, I would not read it again. I agree with Amber in that regard. And um, I think she had mentioned that in one of the previous podcasts. I would not reread, um, more likely than not. Um, I think part of it, the other part of it for me was that this was an extraordinarily slow pace for how quickly I typically read. That's like, all of us. I read a book between each, at least one book between each part. I've never read a book this book. So I think that was a struggle for me. I think I would have enjoyed it more if I could have read it straight through, but it felt so dragged out. Um, so I think that that kind of... I think we're going to pick up the pace a little more this time. Yeah, and, and I'm just saying for, for this particular book, because 
it's already so long and it's like I couldn't really get as invested in the story because I had to break each time um, to kind of keep myself on pace with where we were at. So it was, I think I would have enjoyed it a little bit more for, you know, anyone else listening to this podcast, like you're just reading it on your own cover to cover. I think it would be more enjoyable to read in that way um, versus kind of reading and stopping and reading and stopping and reading and stopping. Um, yeah, it that's just a felt good like point. It dragged on. And it's any book. I, I, don't, I don't put a book down once I get going. That's exactly. That's what I'm saying. I feel like, and uh, Amber, maybe you can comment on this because Ed, you, since you had previously read it, I feel like you're maybe a little bit biased because it was a reread for you. But um, Amber, I think you said this was the first time you read the book as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I... I I think that I would have enjoyed it more if I would have just read it fluidly versus I think it almost made it worse. Like the parts where you feel like they were a little dragged out and he didn't need to go into as much detail or you weren't really interested in what was going on. It it almost dragged out more for me because of how we broke up the book so much too. Mm -hmm. I think I would have enjoyed it more if it was like a cover to cover read on my own terms. The first time I read it, that's what it was for me. I loved the shit out of it. Uh, Every page I, you know, like Under the Dome and it and all the other ones, I just kind of sat down and did nothing else until it was over. Exactly. Uh, You can get more invested in the story that way. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I'm the right. Go ahead. No, go ahead, sir. I think I'm the right age to it. I don't, I didn't live through Kennedy, but all my parents' generation did. So I heard about it a lot. So mm-hmm. I knew some of that and all, I knew about all the conspiracy theories. In fact, I have a JFK conspiracy theory show taped on Xfinity so we can watch it one day. <laughs> yeah, uh, see, that's probably a big part of it too. Is it's definitely written for his generation or like around that generation. Mm-hmm. And it's not yeah. something that I really ever got into or cared about. And in fact, I the parts about gen- JFK were the most boring to me. <laughs> yeah, like like your generations and mine, I guess, is 911. Uh, it's not the 9/11, same. Whatever. I wouldn't stop it from happening. Not to mention because our government. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> maybe to say they could have stopped it is wrong but they were alerted hours before it happened is, is what I mean. intelligence. yeah um so but but my point was i don't feel strongly about 9-11 in that sense like you know what i mean like i wouldn't go back in time and stop it from happening well, there's some conspiracy theories for 9-11, but there's not the level that there was with Kennedy. Oh, definitely not. Like, it was all over the place. So, I mean, me, between the Kennedy, like, I actually enjoyed the Kennedy stuff because, like, I'm a history buff, too. So it's kind of, yeah. I felt like I was learning stuff I didn't know about. That's why I like historical fiction, because it's intertwined. It makes, like, history more interesting for me, because for me to sit down and read a history book, it's, they're always very dry for me so to intermingle uh like a love story or something else like that's interesting for me and can keep my attention a little bit better than a strictly non-fiction report of history so but i've always wanted to know more about jfk and the kennedys um like i i thought about getting like a, a 
biography or, you know, some type of book about it. I never have yet. Um, so that part didn't bother me as much as it, I think it did with you, Amber. But I am, again, like I, I just, the way that everybody hyped Stephen King up, I guess I, I expected a little bit more. Um, so I'm kind of excited to see what's in store for like one of his main books, like It or The Shining or one of those. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to in my for the podcast. I, I think we're just gonna have to. We have to read longer sections. Yes, that we can do. I like, I, you know, I was just looking at the book earlier. And it's, it's, we're doing, we're talking way too much about it right now. But uh, well, I was just saying, like my not like my review basically of this book okay. kind of in terms like I'm excited to see what else comes next with Stephen King's other like, books that we read because this I know is slightly not like I, I from what I understand because it doesn't have any sort of like horror aspect to it whereas a lot of his other books do that people really seem to enjoy this year second Stephen King book and you haven't read a horror one yet uh third third Dolores Claiborne different seasons uh, different one. seasons had some horror did you finish the, uh, the breathing method uh huh yeah that was definitely more horror I enjoyed that one I think more than and I liked Apple Pupil yeah I did like Shawshank Redemption I, I think you're really gonna like it then <laughs> yeah that again I said, I think you're really gonna like it if you like those two, especially like out of if you like those That's more. That's what I'm saying. I'm kind of excited to get into what I kind of view as the meat and potatoes of Stephen King, which is like it and The Shining and some of these other ones that are more in that horror domain. Um. Yeah, and the, like a, a book like it, I'm just. His books are page turners. I don't want to do anything else. So I mean, we're gonna read more in each section, but it's still hard to do for me. It, 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 this is the first book I've read in what three months. That it took three months to read. So. I don't want to read both those pieces. Yeah, and I like Levin. That if it's not in my top five, it's close to it. Really? I found it entertaining as hell. This and not so much my... not, the ob. Not so much the, the author. Um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Oswald stuff, even though that, I didn't get, like Amber got bored with Oswald. I didn't get bored. I was actually a little fascinated by that. And then just the, the, the whole story with Jake and Katie and all that, I was like, you know, the section- I all of it and that's what I'm saying. I think if I was, for review purposes, I think that I would be able to rate it higher if I had read it straight through. Probably. So. For someone else, like if anyone else was listening to this podcast and was like, oh, like I don't know if I want to read it because of, you know, the reviews that it got, what I'm saying for someone in those circumstances is that they're probably going to enjoy it a lot more because they can sit down and read it cover to cover and get really invested in the story on the side of like the love story and the story on the side of Oswald and time travel and all of those things, those intricate things that he has going on in the book. Um, I can say, as a moderate Stephen King reader, it's definitely one of my least favorite. 
Yeah. And Ed is saying the opposite. So I, I know. guess it's up to you, listeners. <laughs> I mean, I was entertained. I mean, it, like, and I was thinking about, like, you know, he's even, the one chapter is just about them putting on the school play. And I was fucking thoroughly entertained the whole time. I don't know why. No. Like, it wasn't, like I'm anything. I don't know. I don't know what it is about this story. I didn't care about any of the characters. I was like, get on with it. I just want to know what happens to the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Amber wasn't very invested in this one. <laughs> and it's not the case because I like I freaking love Wizard and Glass. I got fell in love with that love story. Like, just with yeah, what? Uh, Dark Tower. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an odd one to start on, but it was just the way that worked out. Well, I'm glad to have read it, for sure. Well, that's what we're, why we're doing this. Right. <laughs> Going right back to the wheelhouse. Yep. Uh, how does this book compare to other books that you've read by him? I guess we just did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, sometimes it goes past an hour, sometimes it does. It's really weird. <laughs> we just hit an hour. Um, do you think Stephen... Stephen King was a teacher before he became a writer. Do you think this influenced his character of Jake? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, always. All his characters are teachers or authors. Uh huh. I mean, write what you know, right? <laughs> yeah. And Jake's in the beginning. I was talking about that the mind-numbing task of grading papers or something. I was gonna say we definitely touched on that throughout the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. You can tell Stephen King didn't like teaching. <laughs> I thought, did you read the conversation with Stephen King at the end? Oh, wait, you don't have one, do you, Dad? No, oh, actually, let me see your book. Mine? Yeah, I want to see the stuff at the end. Michelle needs that, too, because she wants the rest of it. Mine didn't happen. Really? No. Nope. I think mine's the first position. Um, I can't remember where, maybe it was in the afterward. At some point, he talked about dancing. I think it was in the afterward. I did uh, read this in a different context. Did you guys both read it? I did, yeah. Got it in the same? I was going to say, he talks about, he mentions the fact that he mentions dancing a lot, but now I can't find it. I can't remember if that was in the afterword or if that was in this part. When I got the news, I was in a hearse. Oh, see? Oh, look. Remember I told you I went to school in a hearse? Yeah, you told me. Yeah. I, the, it does say converted or something like that. <laughs> a little town and there was no bus service to the high school. Where together. We converted hearse, yeah. All right. So, of course, Stephen King went to school in a hearse. <laughs> that, that, that's called Harmony. Um, God, I couldn't imagine sitting on a novel for 40 years. <laughs> it's not like he didn't do anything. I Well, I mean, that's kind of worse. Like, he's just, how does he have so much in his head? Under the Dome was the same way. He wanted to write it, but it was too big for him at the time. He wasn't ready. He, like, he, I find it fascinating that he's like, he, like, says, I know I wasn't ready, but he also knows that he will be ready if he just keeps trying. Oh, it's like there's never doubt that he couldn't do it he just can't do it yet i mean at this point i wouldn't doubt anything that he thinks he can do <laughs> yeah, it involves I did, letters then he can do it i did find the part i was talking about it's the last question where he says when researching the music of the day do you listen to the songs as you write 
This is one of the epigrams for 1122 is dancing is life. Dancing is something that has always interested me, which I found something interesting because I never knew or realized that from reading any of his books before. <laughs> but it was very apparent in this one. Dancing is interesting. Does that mean he dances or he just likes the idea of dancing? I get the sense he probably either thinks he doesn't or maybe doesn't have rhythm. So he's fascinated by it, but it's something he can't do for once. Maybe he can't do it anymore. Oh, that's, oh, that's true, too. Yeah. He got on a tour that he was, what do you say, he was put together with, like, sticks and glue? Yeah. Like, the reason he kept it active, he had like, some, me- some metal and stuff, and uh, he said he moved to Florida because the main winters, there's ice everywhere, and if he falls, he slips on ice, so that's why he has the Florida house. He's, like, made of glass. Yeah, he might have said that. I kind of feel like he was famous enough that the house of Florida was coming either way. Yeah. Um, I think I'm good uh, on that. Anybody got anything? Mm, I don't think so. It was, uh, like I said, it's definitely a good read. I'm excited to read. Good way to, uh, so what do you think about Billy Summers? Skip over that for now? I have no preference, honestly. The new book? Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll put that in, I don't know. We have so much to read. I don't I don't know where I can insert it. It doesn't come out till August third. What what's two weeks what's today? So that's almost two weeks from now anyway. So. Uh so what's our next week seventh or something? It is the Bryce's party. Yeah. So we'll do the eighth. Ever? Is that Sunday? Thunder? Mm-hmm. Is that Sunday? Yes. Yeah, that should work. Sunday days, we'll call it noon. Um, one to 161. Part one, basically. Part one? Yeah. All right. End of eleven twenty two sixty three. See ya. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys later. <laughs> All right. I'll see you in two weeks when we go back to Derry for real this time. <laughs> Can't wait. All right. See you ever. All right. Bye. Bye.